different international tutors. Four distinct stories of becoming. Welcome to the International Tutors Podcast. I'm the senior international tutor, Nathan. Today, our international tutors share their personal journeys regarding their acquisition of their English language skills. I am struck by the diversity of their experiences, which at times run in parallel with each other, culminating in us all becoming the 2020-2021 International Tutor Team. These interviews were recorded in 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic and were conducted in compliance with local COVID regulations. tutor from Spain. Her English learning began at a young age, but the instruction she received in her early days of schooling was inadequate. Her university English education, however, was a different story. Listen on as she details to me her experiences of learning English in Spain. In primary school, I had my first lessons of English, but basically we just learned a lot of vocabulary and We were introduced to the verb to be and to like, but I didn't really know what those meant. So in high school, I started learning real grammar, like present simple, past perfect, and so on. But besides the traditional way of testing, which I did well in, um, I didn't know exactly how to use English in real life. I couldn't understand actual English conversations or media. And back then we didn't have as much access to media in English as we do now. So I did listen to a lot of music in English, but I couldn't understand it. So I learned a lot by translating uh, the English lyrics to Spanish. But again, that didn't help me learn English, just some expressions or vocabulary because there's only so much that you can learn this way. So I think for me, I actually started learning English for real at university when suddenly I had to speak in English for most of my courses and I had to write in English and take notes in English and just be surrounded in English. Like my whole environment was English speaking because I decided to study English studies. I took history in English, Uh, I took literature in English, so when I had to start writing essays or understanding basically what the whole like lesson was about, that's when my brain basically switched and started acquiring English. So for me, it was a mix. I learned English through reading books for my classes and also uh, by listening to music in English throughout my childhood, even though I couldn't understand it, I guess I, you know, I trained my ear. And then formally at university, I also had pronunciation lessons, of course, uh, phonetics and phonology. And through having to write, I think, and think in English and interact in English constantly, that's how I caught up and basically learned English myself. Daya is an international tutor from France. Like Ellie, she began her English education at a young age and supplemented her learning with English language media. A keen lover of culture and the arts, Daya's lifelong love of music and entertainment immersed her in English and allowed her to hone her English skills. Listen as she shares with me her experiences learning English in France. 
was through music first. My father, also my older sister, she was a big fan of hip hop music um, and hip hop culture as a whole. And uh, being a black woman in France also helped a lot. Like that's why I became interested in black American culture as there are a lot of black artists in the US. Uh, contrary to France, where the representation that we had was only mostly white people. So, oh, people that look like me that I can identify with, oh, they have good music. <laughs> then I became interested in that. And um, I listened to more and more artists. And of course, English was the means of communication to learn the lyrics and uh, to get acquainted with this whole genre. So I started to learn English by myself because English in France is <laughs> it's not the best uh, learning experience. Uh, we started in primary school to learn English, but it was just like the date, the numbers, and uh, the verb to be and to have. Yes, that's basically it. But I had to go uh, further with my studies. And I watched movies with English subtitles, uh, listened to music with the lyrics uh, showing on my computer. I would also try to communicate in English with my friend who was also very good at English at that time. And that's how I picked up like the accent, I would say, and vocabulary, the grammar, because English grammar is different than French grammar. It's much easier though, <laughs> I would say. So for me, I was like, oh, it's not that complicated compared to French. So might as well try to master another language. That's what I did. And that's how I learned English more by myself and my own skills. And then combined with, of course, the teachers, because uh, you still need to be taught but by, by a real teacher. I can't teach that to myself, I think. So that's how I basically got it. It sounded like you had real self-motivation still when you were trying to learn English. Like it wasn't just because someone told you to. You wanted to because you wanted to connect to something bigger yes. than English itself. Yes. Good music. <laughs> yes. Culture. <laughs> yes. Everything that it's related to. Yeah. It was a very good experience for me to learn English by myself. And you know, like you feel very proud of yourself when you realize that you're fluent. I don't know. When did I realize I was fluent in English? I would say my second year of high school, three years of high school in France. Okay. <laughs> my second year of high school. And I was quite proud of myself. I still needed to do more to be able to communicate like academically, but I could like manage to have a conversation with people and I would understand almost everything mm -hmm. when I would listen to um, some videos, uh, some songs in English or watch some videos. What is English education like in France? You mentioned that you would learn numbers, dates, and to be. <laughs> This was in primary school. Mind you, this is not supposed to be like some primary schools that don't have English classes. My primary school was quite advanced, I would say. So we had like the opportunity to have English at a young age. Normally you start English in the first year of middle school in France. So French language, uh, you have to rely a lot on grammar to be able to communicate in French. So they do something similar uh, with English, they would focus a lot on grammar. Sometimes they will also focus on having British RP pronunciation, which is 
so difficult for French speakers. So most of the time we did not understand what we, what we were saying because still to this day, sometimes I don't understand British people talking. And when you see that it's so difficult to make some sounds with your mouth at a, such a young age, you just want to give up, honestly. But uh, other than this, the way they teach you English in France is the way they teach French in France. <laughs> Which does not make sense as there are different languages and you need to focus on different criteria to be able to master the language, acquire the language. All my friends who are fluent in English today, they didn't learn from school. They had to learn by themselves and make their own efforts to be able to become fluent. Uh, you can't become fluent just by going to school. So you have to make a lot of efforts. It's not the best way of teaching, I would say. That's why I can't become an English teacher in France. And that's why I'm here in Hong Kong. <laughs> Hello, to gain more experience and be able to teach English to different people from different countries, which is quite important nowadays. Olga is an international tutor from Russia. She divides her English journey into two parts in her life. Olga shares with me how her unique educational experiences in Russia have enhanced her English skills. I think my journey started a long time ago, when I was three years old. Our neighbor, she was an English teacher, so she was teaching me the alphabet. But I would say that I divide my whole life of uh, English studies into two periods when I was studying English, but I could not produce a sound on my own. So I could translate, I could write, but I just, I was not able to express any ideas. And the second period of my life when I already started speaking out loud, I mean, I was not afraid anymore. I was not hiding or covering my mouth. What helped me the most was actually university, because all the subjects, they were in English, uh, where professors, they used only English. So we used Russian only during the breaks, when we had to ask something about the schedule, for example, the curriculum or just some admin issues. But once you entered the classroom or once you entered the lecture hall, the lecturer, the professor would only use English. And I think I was lucky enough because I come from, this is the biggest city in the south of the country. Uh, but still, it's not the capital. So I think I was lucky to have at least three professors who were educated in actually Washington, D.C., one of them. Uh, the second, uh, I think she was educated somewhere in the U.K. Maybe she got her master's there and another one got her Ph.D. in Wales. So all of them, I think they were a mixture of American, British, and they all were actually quite enthusiastic about what they were doing. So they did not teach us in this uh, awful conventional type, <laughs> I mean, methods. Some of them actually did, but some of them, they brought this idea that you should enjoy the process rather than just studying. And you can just develop yourself, I mean, develop your knowledge in a way that you feel or you want. And actually, what's more, I think what's more interesting that uh, those people who educated me, at least three of them are now living abroad in Spain, uh, in Italy and in New Zealand. Yep. I'm still in touch with them. So yeah, I think they, uh, yeah, they helped me to learn English.
tutor from Morocco. Listen as Lara explains to me the beginning of her English education in Morocco. Uh, how did I learn English? I mean, ever since kindergarten, I think. Yeah, back home, this is the thing. So back home, we have both private uh, schools and public schools. And in private schools, they focus a lot on languages. So French, English, and so on. In the public sector in general, you start learning English at a later stage, probably after college, uh, that's middle school. But in the private sector, you can start from kindergarten. So in my case, because I studied in a private school, yeah, it was since kindergarten. This episode of the International Tutor Podcast is made possible by the contributions from the international tutors Ali, Daya, Olga, Laura, and Nathan. This podcast was conceived by me, Nathan, at the Education University of Hong Kong with the support from the ASLC manager, Dr. Jesse Choi.